I love what one client said. He said, you know that fun little red easy button? They need to put E5I on the easy button because that's how I feel now. <laughs> like I just, if I need something, I hit the easy button. This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host, John Barsness. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, we I really appreciate uh, both of you um, being a part of uh, our podcast today and looking forward to our conversation. Um, so let me introduce you guys a, a little bit uh, to our audience, and then I'll turn it over to you to give a little bit uh, more detail about uh, who you are and what you're doing. Uh, so welcome, uh, Mina and TJ. Uh, you guys are co-founders of E5i, a, and uh, on this episode of From Paint to Purpose, we're going to be looking at and talking about uh, the role of e-learning and uh, organizational learning in general. Uh, so welcome. Uh, I appreciate you both being here. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do? Sure, and thanks for having us, John. We appreciate that um, and the opportunity. So I'm TJ Tyson, one of the co-founders, and the E5 Institute is, is really an educational design and e-learning company, and we help organizations institute learning to really um, mobilize and, and expand their mission. So we're really looking at it from an organizational, uh, wide organizational view, and um, we, uh, I, me personally, um, I work primarily on the educational design side of things. So I'm really looking at evaluating curriculum, um, looking at uh, learner personas, the instructional design, all of those types of things. And then uh, my better half here is Mina. I'm Mina Carlson, the um, other founder of E5 Institute. And as TJ was really um, explaining about who we are, my role is really about ensuring that um, overall there's a high quality experience for the learner, as well as, as the um, client that we might be working with, ensuring that uh, they understand how to use the right tools, how those tools are interacting, if there's integrations that need to happen for effective and efficient learning. And so it's important to um, ensure that end to end, all things are running well, everybody understands how they need to run, and that the experience for the users or learners is really high and it's sustainable and retained really well. That's awesome. Uh, so how did you guys decide to start uh, the, uh, the organization? That's a fun, actually, that's a yeah. fun story. Um, TJ and I met because we were both on a board together. We were on a nonprofit faith-based board and it was divine intervention really. Uh, after some quite a few months of coffee conversations around who we were and, and where we were purposed to do our work, and uh, combined 50 years of consulting, uh, we went off to a retreat. Mm -hmm. And uh, after a, a full weekend, right, mm -hmm. we came out of that retreat with a, an 
absolute complete plan with execution and understanding the whole, all the walls. Yeah. We have pictures of it. All the walls yeah. were full of these huge white, um, white paper, white paper sticky yeah. notes from 3M <laughs> with lots of little sticky notes mm -hmm. and um, dry erase and and, uh, and and every other color you can imagine of, of what the entire organization needed to look like and what people needed. And really what it came down to is we identified that there was a problem. Yeah and there wasn't a real solution. And we came up with what that solution was in, and voila, E5 Institute not only has the tools and resources, but the consulting side was an incredibly important part of what people were not getting. And that was part of the problem. Well, that's, that's excellent. So talk to us a little bit about um, you know who who your clients are, uh, what kind of that target market is for you guys, and, uh, and and what what role you guys play in helping them, both from the technology side but also the consulting side of how they integrate this into their ethos of their organization. Sure, absolutely. So one of the things that we identified as a problem when we first um, kind of got together and we're forming the company is that a lot of smaller organizations and nonprofits don't have access to the type of tools like a learning management software system uh, that, the, that the large organizations have. And so what, what happens is a lot of times they're working with kind of cobbled together pieces. They might have some stuff on a Google Drive or a SharePoint, and, or they might have something on the back end of their website and it's all very disjointed and their, their onboarding and development process is a nightmare for their HR department and for their employees, right? Because they have absolutely nowhere to go. And, and we have seen this problem over and over again with organizations that we consulted with is that the information storage is a nightmare. And it's like this maze that nobody can get through. And where do we have that? And is that the most recent document? And, you know, and everybody's looking for everything and they're just not streamlined in a way that's really using their, their resources well. And so we um, have partnered with a, just a fantastic tool um, and different uh, partners in the industry in order to bring this into a market that normally would, would have too high of a, a barrier to entry mm -hmm. to be able to put this type of a learning management system, this type of a robust system in place. And so that was kind of our goal is that we wanted to bring it to organizations that normally wouldn't have access to it and organizations that probably don't have a huge HR department or a big training and development department. And so they actually need an outsource extension of their company that can serve those purposes without having to use you know, the limited human resources that they have or bringing in managers and supervisors to try to um, oversee and develop a training and development yeah. program when that's not their highest and best use, right? Yeah. And so we really look at being that extension of the organization, long-term relationship and looking from a consulting side to say, all right, what are your organizational objectives? What's your vision? What's your mission of your organization? How, how, what is your process? Who are your clients? What are your, um, what are your struggles with your employees with onboarding or professional development? And then we go, where does your training enter into that, to your trajectory of your company? And so how can we help you not just here, here's a, a system for you to use, put all your stuff on there and have fun. 
you know, but we're looking at it and going, what is your whole organization? Because of our business background, we're coming at it with a business mindset and going, how does this impact your whole organization and help you meet those goals and objectives that you have? So that's where we're really different is the type of consulting that we provide is not just educational design, um, which it is, but it's also looking at your business as a whole and saying, how do you leverage the learning in your organization mm -hmm. to, uh, to to really achieve your objectives and goals. So that was kind of a long answer <laughs> to a short question. But. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. So is it both a combination of, of curated uh, learning uh, that the organization might have and uh, some of the outside partners that you utilize to for the training as well? Yeah, I mean, really, that's a great question, because we as part of the consulting side, because a lot of times what people did is they don't have anybody that can come in and help them understand that the problem might not be so much the tool or it might not be so much the process. It might be the type, the way that they're executing that curriculum, but they don't know that because they're not really they're not looking at that and they're just they're putting fires out. So in your question about the curated content, part of the, what we do and we do really well is we want to look at all of it. We want to understand what your curriculum is. Sometimes what we find is that it's great content. It just needs to be put into a way that is more, um, it, it's executed in a way where the learners are able to receive it, sustain it, and, and retain that long-term. And sometimes it's tweaking, sometimes it's actually redoing their content with the same language, but in that way. Yeah, yeah so, so we do a full curriculum evaluation. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at all of those pieces and what we're, what we're backing it up to is what, is what is the intended outcome for your learner or for your employees? And we really help them identify that. They might not know what that is. Mm -hmm. um, and so we might have to pull that out of them in our consulting. And as well as looking at their learner persona, we're looking at learning styles. And then we apply our E5 methodology um, to that curriculum evaluation. And then we identify, okay, what types of content assets um, need to be created in order to accomplish the intended outcome for the learner. And so we have our own media division where we're doing mm -hmm. that content creation. We've written, you know, um, and created, you know, entire training programs. And we've taken training programs that are existing, but maybe very dated and not evergreen and revamped them right. and brought them, you know, up into the 21st century and instituted things like micro learning and interactive content so that we can really engage the learners mm -hmm. and, and boost that recall. But our focus um, a lot in our curriculum evaluation, evaluation is on action. Mm -hmm. Are they able to put it into action? Because, um, it, you know, they can sit in front of a screen and watch all of these videos on safety and, you know, whatever it is that they need to accomplish. But if they're not actually practicing it and able to show mastery and show that implementation, then it's useless. It's just a, it's a waste of right. a resource. And so that's, that's that retention, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and ensuring that, that all of the learning elements are yeah. um, sustainable. So. Well, well, it sounds like it's, it's not only relevant, but also something that is um, 
tied directly to what they do and the business. So it's, yeah. so it needs to be uh, actionable for everybody in the organization, regardless of where they sit, which is uh, a big piece of it, right? So any training is great. And, uh, and you're always going to bump if you attend a training or a seminar or a, a conference, but you know, two days after that, what are you actually doing with it? Right. I mean, so it sounds like you guys are helping that. Yeah. Yeah. That continuing education becomes, um, it it can become a problem for a lot of companies because people can't remember what they, they took last time and now they have to take the next level and they're not sure if they go in and and is there a summary of, of that last one? And that's that retention we're look, we're really looking at to make sure that they understand it. But then your timeframes, right, to be able to take that next continuing education and, and, you know, are there certifications that go with certain things and, and can they get that? And, and are they their awards and, and so on? So there's a there's a lot of fun ways to engage learners, even adult learners and in, in uh, you know, large organizations and things as well as um, smaller organizations. Absolutely. And I think the other important part of that is is creating managed learning pathways. Mm, yeah. So it's really identifying, as, as I said before, what is the intended outcome for that learner? But maybe it's for that department. Maybe it's for that particular role. What do you need them to understand? And you can create individualized um, learning paths that are really specific to those people. And when you think about that, now you're looking at the ability to retain employees longer. Right. right. And to be able to groom them for other positions um, and meet their professional development goals as well. And so a lot of times people will do this out of the box content or out of the box kind of training programs. And let's just hit the high notes. Mm-hmm. But they're really not looking at those individuals. And so we really help develop <clears throat> even assessments for organizations for them to determine what is this you know, what is their learning style? Uh, what, what is it that you're trying to accomplish for this department or for these individuals? And then let's create that learning path for them. That's something that you can take pieces from other yeah. content and put into a personalized learning path. Well, now they feel like you really care for them, right? right. And you're really looking out to meet their needs um, and then bringing them into community learning opportunities as well, which we can talk about later. Right, and like TJ said, you know, one size does not fit all. Mm-hmm. And so where somebody needs more of an accelerated program, they can take that accelerated pathway. And the other one who needs more touch points and maybe a little bit more time to retain that and, and or go back a little bit and keep going forward. Those are the pathways we can, we help them create. So let's talk a little bit about how organizations are measuring their uh, success Mm -hmm. in e-learning, right? So uh, as consultants, you come in and you obviously are providing a service. What's the return on investment and how do organizations then look at uh, Mm -hmm. what are their measurables? What are some things that you're seeing in, uh, in client engagements? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, if they're smart, they're measuring it by their organizational objectives, right? I mean, that's really what we're talking about is what are they trying to achieve? But um, a lot of times instead, you know, there's robust reporting and there's all the metrics and the data that we can look at. Um, But when it comes down to it, what is that personal experience of the learner? And uh, because it's not one size fits all, but is that experience actually being demonstrated in achieving the organizational objectives. And so, um, you know, in in a very large organization, it's about training your your management, right? To to understand how to effectively deploy that 
as well as understanding the data and also what are those touch points? Maybe it's in their in their reviews or their, you know, their huddles where they can really drive some of that home and bring it back and circle it around or to have a, some small group engagement on the platform or within a community group, uh, virtual events, live events, mm -hmm. and how do they mix those things together? Um, so it really, it really depends on what that organizational or that team objective is. And then we can create the reporting and the data and the surveys and the touch points that help us see if that's being accomplished. Right, and one of the things that, that we take into consideration with our background in consulting is, is we know that there needs to be change agents, right? There's a lot of change anxiety in organizations and adaptability is incredibly important. We take that in mind as we continue to assess and refine mm -hmm. as they improve their, their learner experiences. What is it doing um, with change? What is it doing with adaptability? And that helps us understand from the reporting how we can continue to refine that and improve that in larger organizations, but even just see mm -hmm. how that change is happening in a way that's exciting the learners and, and getting the learners to be engaged more. Right, and I think the other thing that's important to point out is that we actually create a roadmap for each one of our clients. Yeah. And so we look at this long-term, what are your objectives? And then what are the phases that we can roll that out in? Because one of the, one of the things that happens is they look at this and go, this is too overwhelming. You know, and so they take all of their content and they have, you know, they get an intern in to organize it all on SharePoint or wherever it is. And then that person's gone in three months and the job isn't completed. Right. Nobody knows where everything is. And so and then they're overwhelmed. They're going, there's no way we can do this. And so right. we're really look at creating that that long term roadmap for them and say, OK, what are the phases that we're going to implement? What does this look like? How do we how do you leverage us as your partner right. to help make that happen? so that you are not taking somebody out of a role or taking an intern who doesn't have that experience and telling them, here, put this together in a training program. So right. our roadmaps really help them with that, with what are those objectives? What are those milestones? Are we meeting that along the way? Right. We want to take the word complexity out of their language. <laughs> we want to make it, um, I wouldn't say it's always so simple, but we've had clients who say, you make it feel so simple. Um, and that's because we're, we're engaged with them the entire way. And that's important. Well, so in the midst of, of COVID-19, you know, mm -hmm. how has your organization had to adapt uh, so that organizations can continue some of the things that you may have put in place uh, before everything kind of shifted and changed in, in 2020 and now uh, continuing in 2021. Right. Um, do I talk? Oh, go ahead. Okay. I'll the, jump in. Well, so um, obviously we are social creatures, right? <laughs> and so uh, we learn and engage with other people. It's how we develop, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, intellectually. And so um, one of the things that, of course, companies have struggled with is you go into remote working, you go into digital, and then where is that social engagement? Where is that social interaction? Mm -hmm. And so one thing that we rely heavily on is that mixture of on-demand and in-community learning. Mm -hmm. So we really see the importance of bringing those two together. And in fact, it was one of the problems that we wanted to solve when we first formed the company is that people were learning in silos and we learn best in community. 
And so we have the capability um, in our tools to be able to integrate that in and to really drive that social interaction um, and to understand that not everybody thrives on social interaction. Right. So it's understanding, you know, who are your introverts? Who are your extroverts? You need to do some smaller groups here. You need to do some larger ones here. There's different ways that you can use the, the virtual classrooms, um, events, uh, various uh, ways of interacting socially in a way that meets the needs of, mm -hmm. of your particular employees and gives them options which is another important part of it. And so there's a whole way to engage them socially. Right. And so it's looking at that social interaction as a part of it, as well as understanding that they need to learn new tools. Mm -hmm. And so how do you teach them how to use these new digital tools? And one of the biggest things that we see organizations do is they think, well, we already told them that, or they already learned that. And they honestly, there's this, you know, there's this problem called knowledge assumption where we know it. And so we assume that, that everybody else knows it as well. And so it's how do you, um, how do you just uh, reinforce what they're learning and allow them to actually put that into action, like I said before, because that's, you know, one of those learning styles is by doing it. And so it's really identifying what are those different paths that people can take um, to really help them uh, put that into place. And the other is to just stay nimble. I mean, because mm -hmm. COVID's not going anywhere. And if it's not COVID, it's going to be something else. That's right. And especially now with people just really organizations stretching to find workers, mm -hmm. you have to be providing them something that's above and beyond what everybody else is, is, is providing them and to keep them engaged. And you can use tools like this to do it. Right. There, there are two things that, that we've seen primarily, and that is a paradigm shift and a pivot. Paradigm shift is the person or the organization who had everything in paper. They brought their their people in to onboard. They set them down at a desk and they said, fill out all this information. They can no longer do that. The paradigm shift is now they have to get those, those new staff members onboarded online and on demand because of time constraints and things. And so that's a whole paradigm shift is I have to now take everything I did in paper form or in workshop with paper form and in front of people and get it online digitally and on demand and in a way that's effective and efficient so that I can see what's going on in the progress. The pivot is those who did a little bit online, a little bit in face-to-face, in -face, and now they're scrambling and going, how do we make this more efficient and effective in a way that's all digitally drawn up and I can pull that information, understand where people are at, and then help them along the way to get to the end goal. And so those are the two real things that we saw that happened during this time that we needed to make sure that we provided a solution to. And those were all the things that we just talked about and how we do that. And so how do you blend for those organizations maybe who are used to the traditional mindset of uh, training and development or just interactions in general, how do you help them gain some comfort with the blend of, of uh, in-person as well as the on-demand and e-learning uh, systems that's, uh, that, that you offer? Yeah, well, part of it is identifying what needs to be, um, what needs to have interaction and what doesn't, mm -hmm. what needs, and for them to understand if they're going to meet their objectives, they can't just stand in front of a room. I mean, lecture teaching just 
I mean, we've all been there, right? You're dozing off. You're like, I could be, you know, back in my dorm room sleeping. Or, you know, you go to a workshop and you're wondering why they hired this person to come in and train everybody. (laughs) And they could have done it themselves. So it's not wasting their time. That's one thing, right? Um, Because people, you know, we hate going to meetings that could have been an email. And we hate going to trainings that we could have taught. And so that's where those managed learning paths come in as well. But really um, helping them understand that that they don't have to do things like they, they've they always done before, right? It's like, I, what is Einstein that said that? If you always do what you've always yeah. done, you have definition of insanity, insanity is expecting different results and doing the same thing. And so um, it's a shift for those owners or those managers. And because we've worked with so many business owners and, and you know, C-suite managers, we understand how to help them make that shift. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's them that are getting in the way of the progress of their organization. And so yeah. how do we help them see that? Um, and then how do we help them make that transition and really lead the charge and understand what that, what that ROI is, and what those benefits are for them long-term? Because some people do get scared when you bring in on-demand learning, because then they go, well, that's what I do. What's going to happen to me? Right. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose my job, you know? No, now you actually have time to do your job better and what you're supposed to be doing. And you're not repeating yourself, you know, over and over, over, and, over and over again. So we, that's one of the things we ask, what are you repeating every day, every week, every month, every time you hire somebody, what are you repeating over and over again that we can make on demand? What do you do that's relationship driven? That we can do virtual classrooms or we can do small communities. We can do forums, that type of thing. I love what one client said. He said, you know that fun little red easy button? They need to put E5I on the easy button because that's how I feel now. Like I just, if I need something, I hit the easy button and you come alive and you say, oh, this is all you need to do. Great. And do that over and over again every now and then. (laughs) That's what we try to do. Well, that's a that's a great story part of, because I know from a, a, a leadership perspective, we are often looking for that, right? I mean, it's we always think it's not that hard, it's not that difficult, and oh, by mm-hmm. the way, can we do it faster, right? So, right. being able to help leaders in particular understand that there are solutions uh, that integrate with everybody's busy lifestyle and work uh, makes a big difference. That I think that's what I'm hearing is that that's a huge part of them becoming champions of. Uh, an initiative that they believe in, but have no idea either how to execute it or where the time is going to come in for them to be able to help their organization with those uh, outcomes and initiatives. Exactly. And we that's part of what we do is come in and help those organizations. So we help those leaders meet, you know, we, we meet with their leaders, we meet with their team, we met with board of directors um, to help them understand the value of it, understand the transition into it, and, and what that value is on the other side. And then just walk th- walk them through that so that they're not alone. It's not just they're trying to roll something out that mm-hmm. they don't completely understand. We're coming alongside them and helping them roll that out and continue to support it. And I think right. that's the other side of it is it's not just, here's your system. Now we're gonna train your people in and how to do it. And you guys have fun. We're actually there supporting throughout that whole process. Mm-hmm. So, right. 
So obviously you touched a little bit on this, and I think it's an important uh, aspect, is this idea that organizations have to do things differently, not just because of COVID, but because people's perception of what the organization, what their life means when it comes to work, uh, is is changing. It's what we've heard about. Uh, you know, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about this idea of the great res- uh, resignation that's happening across <laughs> the landscape, right? And so, from your in your world and what you're hearing, how are you differentiating and helping the organizations differentiate? Because training and development has been kind of the the norm in some cases in some form, right? There's always, that's, that's not a, hey, we're doing this and nobody else is. Most organizations are trying mm-hmm. at least to do some yeah. of this. So how are organizations leveraging your organization to differentiate between everybody else out there that is doing some form of training and development? You know, part of, part of that is really understanding what their state of the state is today and their learning. And, and then identify what, what does, um, how do you get them fast forward thinking? You know, the, the forward thinking is where you really want to be. You want to be on the front end of that change all the time. Because if you're way on the back end, you're never catching up. So it's really important to be on the front end of that change. And that's how we help them identify where they're at in that change. And then how can we move them quickly up? front of that change and get them engaged and establish um, those means to achieve those objectives and those goals to do that. Right. And I think the other thing, and this is really important as people continue to remote work and, and companies are not necessarily bringing them back, is what they one of the, the, the things that is shifting is that a lot of people are doing side gigs now mm-hmm. um, and starting their own businesses on the side and, and doing those types of things. So imagine an organization who has you know, a staff that they want to retain, and yet they know that they have some very talented individuals, right? And that they could, they could very easily lose them, right? And so imagine then providing them with additional training and e-learning and even coaching, mentoring on building a business and, and helping them get to that, you know, that launching off point. Are you, are you losing an employee or are you gaining a partner, depending on what it is that they're doing? But now what you're doing is really investing in that person so, so that if it's a matter of, okay, I want to go part-time and do this part-time and I want to do this part-time. So that flexibility and that ability to, to just really be nimble, but truly investing in people where they're at, not just saying, here, you have to fit into this cog that we have um, in our wheel and you have to buy into you know, our culture and you have to do all these things our way. We know that, that the workforce coming up now is really wants to feel heard and seen and invested in from a personal side of it, not just professional. Right. Um, and so, you know, being able to offer those opportunities really um, gives an organization that that leverage point that they wouldn't normally have. Right. One of the examples of, of how we've done that in the past is you want to identify who who your heroes are in the company who are doing it really well. And you want to you want to, you know, level them up 
and put them on the playing field as the teacher and facilitator. Because then now they're, they are the ones who really have identified the best practices of what that is that is helping the organization operate in a much you know better way, right? That's hitting the, non, the NOP, the net operating profit in a really good way. By doing that, they are then, then as TJ pointed out, they are heard, understood, but they're also seen as a leading agent right? And, and what it, how do you do this and how do you do it well? And that just, that, that then puts in place retention in those people because they start to see that and others see that and go, I want to do that too, because I'm really good at this. So I'm going to show them that and they're going to let me teach that. They don't know that that opportunity exists if we don't allow them to see it and, and be a part of that. Yeah, and I think the other point to that too is in that personalized learning path is really is is engaging your team and your organization in the development of some of that curriculum and some of that content and training. Because what we find is there's there's these, you know, out of the box training on how to do this and how to do this, but then you have that frontline worker who knows what all the inefficiencies are, Yes. who knows what all the frustration points are. So instead of going to those frontline workers and going, okay, what are your frustration points? How can we fix this? How can we do this better? They go to an, an expert or an out of the box training and say, here, you guys need to do it this way. And they're sitting there looking at you like you're crazy because yeah. they know that's not the best way to do it. And yeah. we see it all the time, right? We see it in, in manufacturing where engineers design flow and, and machines and the, and the person yeah. working it is going, this is the stupidest setup I've ever seen, right? <laughs> um, and so if we can, if an organization can come in and really leverage their people and that's really what it's about because again, yes. then they, they, they're seen, they're heard, they're valued you show me how we should do this training. Mm -hmm. What is the best way? I want your ideas. I want to implement this into the training. Mm -hmm. We need your daily, day-to-day -day expertise in this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that right there yep. um, is a great way to be thinking differently about mm -hmm. your training. That's right. Well, that's fantastic. And I think it's all things that uh, as organizations, we need to be thinking about because to your point as you guys were telling the story about helping people personally try to find uh, a, what value they can bring to the world not just to the work that you're doing uh, is an important one you know we've we've actually uh, been successful at that for years in helping people who have who do the work for us go out on their own and then become partners of ours uh, in getting the work done so it's an extension of a workforce that uh, has been invaluable to us. And so it's something we take pride in. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that that's something that you're hearing from other clients too, because I think that's an important uh, part of how we uh, uh, help everybody level themselves up and grow as, as human exactly. beings. So tell me a little bit about your, your uh, focus on faith and how that integrates into what you do uh, in, in the organizations that you work with and why you've uh, chosen that as a pathway. Yeah, absolutely. So we do work a lot with nonprofit organizations, and that was part of us helping identify what were some of the problems and how do we bring that solution in. And for us personally, our faith is is the basis for everything that we do. Mm -hmm. um, it is our it is our compass in life. It is our our daily you know our daily focus. And when we did that retreat, you know, our faith was a part of that the entire weekend. We spend. You know, um, we spent the whole time in prayer and, and really seeking out what what does this look like? 
and then we've continued those practices. So, so we continue to to pray for our clients, to pray with those who 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 are comfortable with that and, and want that as a part of their organization as well. And because we're looking at it from an organizational objective and their mission and their vision, we can come in and say, okay, so you have this vision to um, you know to reach the world in this way. Or, or to change people's perception about their faith and work. We can help you accomplish that through the educational design and through mobilizing your mission and through the e-learning that, that we can help you with. And so it's the same principle, but it's brought over because of our undergirding of faith that we're able to walk into that um, organization and, and be able to see the whole objective and take that into account when we're building mm -hmm. that content and that training to be sensitive to those things that are important to them that they need to communicate and to help them communicate it in a way that is is in line with their mission and vision and values. Yeah. And as you can tell by the two of us just looking at us, we're pretty bold um, <laughs> women. And, uh, you know, and, and so faith, yes. So even in our, our mission and our vision, um, the language is all about being faith focused. And and there are underlying messages in, in everything that we do with people. But we go in with, with grace and mercy because we know that it's a tough world out there and pivoting is not easy. And a paradigm shift, well, some people are like, don't even don't even start with that. Um, you know, and we know that and we understand that. And so really because we are centered in Christ, we we do come in with um, full attention mm -hmm. and intentionality in terms of, of how we're going to get from here to here. And, and we are led along the way um, prayerfully. Well, that's outstanding. And I think it's I think it is needed in the world. And I think the more that we can bring some of those practices into our workforce, uh, it's uh, it's always a, a good thing. I know we uh, we focus there as well as an organization and, and our, our take pride in that and uh, live our life that way. Uh, and, and I think it's it's seen in the relationships we build with our clients and and, uh -huh. uh, you know, working with some who. Uh, wouldn't uh, want to talk about it openly, but I can tell you how many times I sit in a boardroom with somebody and they and pray with them because uh, it's something that they know who we are and uh, they get comfortable with that. So uh, I think that's a fantastic witness to the world uh, as part of just being stewards uh, of the gifts that you've been given for uh, being able to train and develop people. So. Absolutely. So as we kind of wrap the stuff up today, are there some best practices that you would give to those organizations and leaders who are thinking, yeah, I'd really like to do this, but where do I start? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have a whole process of exploration, you know, that, that we really want to get to know your organization and see what that looks like. And so the reason why we have the consulting piece is because we want them to see the big picture. Mm -hmm. And even if we're not the one providing the tool, the learning management system software, or even if we're not the ones creating your content, we want you to have a clear path forward. And so that's why the roadmap is a part of everything that we do. So even if it's they know what they want to do, but they need to understand their content, we create a roadmap for that. Um, and we leave that up to them, but they, they have to understand what it is that they're trying to achieve. Um, because what happens is they'll say, we're going to do this new training initiative and they get everybody all excited 
and they throw all this stuff out there and then they realize it's not working and then we're go, they go, oh, okay, we're gonna change it. We're gonna do this instead. And then everybody's like, again, right? And you get that frustration. And so we want them to have that clear understanding of the objectives. We want them to know their path forward. What does that phased approach look like? What kind of tools and people and, and content are they going to need to accomplish that? Um, and then if they choose, we can walk them through that and help them implement all of that. But really, they just need to start with a roadmap. Yeah. 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 And it's okay to trip up, right? Mm -hmm. It's to understand that um, what did we learn from that and how do we apply what we learned? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, again, don't put application into place from what they've learned. And some of them don't even go as far as what have we learned? Mm -hmm. And that comes from their people, right? It's not making assumptions. It's understanding from the people who are using the information that you're giving them and how they're using it. And then what is it, how is it affecting them? And it's taking that and making clear decisions around what to do next. And that's the application part that's important because it comes from real information. Well, absolutely. This has been a fantastic conversation. I've appreciated it. I, I know our listeners will as well. And so I really appreciate the t taking the time to spend with us uh, on this episode of From Paint to Purpose. We really are uh, thankful for your time and your expertise. And we will absolutely be a champion for you guys with our clients and, and being able to spread your message uh, of what you do for organizations. Well, we, we can't thank you enough for inviting us and just um, spending time with us and, and learning more about us and us learning more about, about you as well. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. We really, thank you. really appreciate it. Yeah. We know that you're a big people person. And so we know <laughs> yeah. that you are passionate about taking care of your people as much as we yeah. are. And we really appreciate that about you more, as well, John. So thank you for having us. Well, I yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.